Hi there, I'm Namish Patel-Owen and you're listening to Live Your True Self, episode number 36, Control the Controllables. After 18 years doing corporate, in 2018 it became about doing me and doing what I love. It wasn't that long ago that I too felt stuck, lost and asking myself, who am I anyway and what's my purpose? Full of self-doubt, fear of failure and confusion, Fast forward to this moment and you'll see a version of me that's true to myself. Calm, confident and clearer than ever before, inspired by Krishna's words in the Bhagavad Gita, one must deliver himself with the help of the mind and not degrade himself. The mind is the friend of the conditioned soul and his enemy as well. So perspective is everything and no matter where you find yourself on your spiritual journey, Allow me to guide you to drop out of your head the busyness in your mind and drop into your heart the sacred space that holds your beautiful soul so that you too can awaken your true self and live life more meaningfully in this moment. Take a deep breath and listen on in. Hello, welcome back my lovely. How are you? I'm super grateful you're here. I'm feeling energized and so pleased um, to be here with you sharing something so good, something so good and something that's had such a big impact in the way I approach things. So I'm super excited to share this with you. Before we dive in, I want to express my gratitude. And if you know someone, a friend, a colleague, um, a family member even, someone who you think could benefit from listening to Live Your True Self podcast, I'd be super grateful if you could share the podcast link. You can find us wherever you usually listen to your podcasts or simply direct them to my website, www.namishapatelowen.com. Um, that's N-E-M-I-S-H-A-P-A-T-E-L-O-W-E-N dot com. And I'll include the link in the show notes. Your support truly means the world to me and I really appreciate you. I appreciate you being here and listening and tuning in. And as I say, if you um, have someone you can share it with that would benefit, then that would be amazing too. So let's dive in. Today we are delving into a topic that's close to my heart and a topic that resonates deeply with both my clients and as I say myself and the theme is control. It's a universal desire we all share especially as high achievers. And the term control has various meanings depending on the context. But what we're focusing on today is control related to psychological context, right? It's the capacity to regulate and navigate our thoughts, emotions and behaviours. And in the journey to becoming the best version of ourselves, which is what we're here and what we're doing, 
it's crucial to channel our energy towards what we can control, right? And focusing on that. And today I'm sharing a super simple yet transformative practice to help you not only regain control, but to master the art of what I'm calling controlling the controllables. (laughs) Controlling the controllables, bit of a mouthful, but, oh, it's so good. And what I mean by that is that we get to be really clear about what's inside our control and what we can influence versus what's outside of our control. By understanding this distinction, we can focus our time, energy, and attention where it truly matters. But first, let me share a personal story that really drove home the idea of controlling the controllables. Um, as our little, um, our little boy, well, it's not really little, I suppose, anymore, but our, our, our son turned seven last week, I found myself reflecting on the stark contrast between the labour and delivery experiences I had of our two children. Our daughter, who's now 10, and our son, who, as I say, who just turned seven last week, made me realise the importance of taking control of what's within our grasp. During my first pregnancy, despite doing everything by the book from um, the National Child Trust, the NCT here in the UK, um, training programme, to having a meticulous planned birth, I found myself overwhelmed by the unknowns of labour and delivery and the changes my body was going through and how I was feeling and all the things. Uh, Perhaps focusing on, I don't know, maybe the wrong things, I don't know. But it was a tough time in so many ways. Um, Our water birth didn't materialise, leading to an assisted delivery, Breastfeeding was a struggle, and on top of that, literally before I even left the hospital after delivery, my bladder decided to take a break. And so, physically, mentally, and emotionally, I was exhausted. And those like initial weeks, um, which are so precious, were were a roller coaster ride, I have to admit, um, albeit with our new bundle of joy, which we're super, super grateful for. But here's the twist. Everything worked out. Um, our daughter is truly amazing and an absolute blessing. However, the experience first time round prompted me to make a deal with myself for our second child to take control of what I could and to have a different experience. Naturally, I was worried and didn't want to go through the same thing again. And so I really focused way more time, uh, energy and attention on on how I could make it a different and more positive experience. And what I realized is the first time round I had more control than I thought 
especially over my thoughts and feelings. And with our second, um, I discovered a hypnobirthing course at the hospital around six months into my pregnancy. And I have to say, this was a complete game changer. Through meditation in in the build-up to um, the delivery, uh, through meditation and by focusing on my breath and intentionally caring for myself, like the second delivery was a world apart. And I'm so proud to say I managed to deliver our son with just one paracetamol and a whole lot of deep, nourishing breaths. I kid you not, I was on another level. Even the midwives were surprised at how focused I was um, throughout the whole time, you know, during contractions and the active labour. And um, my husband, bless him, was in awe by the fact that I'd only had one paracetamol and like that I was so tuned in and you know how strong and how calm I was compared to the first time first time round so although we aimed for a, a water birth again the quick progress meant there was no time for it and surprisingly it wasn't even necessary everything just fell into place um with less drama and Oh, I was just so, so proud of myself. So, so proud of myself. And it turns out that by controlling my mindset and intentionally focusing on what I could, th- the experience was like not just manageable, but surprisingly empowering. Like literally, I will hold on to that moment and chapter and who I was in terms of the um the focus that I had in that really sort of short space of time where I I just tuned into my breath like everything else was just like not even in my periphery I was just so focused and I discovered that um I had more control than I ever ever imagined and I often share that thought, which is, you know, you have more control than you think, like always. So the first delivery, I think, despite overthinking everything, I think when it came to to like the crunch time of delivery, delivery I kind of released control to others to tell me what to do and just let it be however it was going to be when in fact even when I was actively giving birth I had more control than I thought and one of the biggest things that I did the second time round was as I say control my thoughts and feelings by the power of my breath you know yes I was worried yes I was anxious yes I was desperate to um, make sure everything was okay with the little one and we, we didn't know the sex, so we were excited to see whether, whether it was a, a boy or a girl. You know, I was, you know, I, I was thinking about, am I going to make it into the pool or not? Um, we, at that time, we had a beautiful room and everything was set and it was so amazing. But like genuinely, 
no, I was not thinking of any of that. Just focusing on my breath allowed me to manage all of my thoughts, which I know I'd had before before the time. But as I say, the breathing just took over and it literally just became my only thing to do was just to breathe and focus on the breaths I was taking. And I think I was doing box breathing, um, which is what worked for me. And like from that experience, that's why I believe in the power of the breath deeply more than anything, any tool that is available to us as humans, like the power of the breath is something not to underestimate. It is our life force and it transformed my whole labour experience. (laughs) And just as an aside, here's a thought that I've embodied since, um, which is our body is a walking, breathing miracle and it knows exactly what to do. And, And literally... That's what it does. Day in, day out, every second, every minute of the day, our body is a walking, breathing miracle and it knows exactly what to do. And it's busy doing it while you and I are here having this conversation. Would you believe it? So, have you ever felt overwhelmed by a desire to um, do something different or a desire for improvement or a desire to achieve something, right? Because I know I have, and I shared one example with you, I've got many other examples, um, like professionally as well, like in the business context. But that's when I turn to a powerful tool. And that is Stephen Covey's Circle of Influence. So picture this. In fact, you can, um, if you can, grab a pen and paper grab a pen and paper and draw a big circle and within it write what's what's in my control right within the circle write what's in my control and on the outside of the circle write anywhere on the paper the rest of the rest of the paper write what's outside of my control Right, so you've got a circle, what's inside my control, and on and out, outside you've, you've written what's outside of my control. I've been using this concept for a while now, especially when I felt the need to embrace a skill or move forward without drowning in overwhelm or fear and often trying to control everything. (laughs) If you're a high high achiever, we have this tendency to want to keep control. It's certainly my nature and I've noticed it in some of my clients as well. We want to be in control, right? Because if we're in control, then we get to make things happen. When we give control to other people, then we can't rely on them and we don't know what they're going to do. And, you know, we want things done in a set way, in a given time. And so, when you find yourself in this situation, right, this is a practice for you. And the magic is when I direct my focus to the things inside the circle, like I feel um, a surge of positivity and confidence and belief. 
And these are the areas where I have agency, right? Where my actions matter. And on the flip side, when my attention wanders to things outside of the circle, outside of my control, anxiety, worry, self-doubt creeps in and, you know, let's face it, I know I can't control the things on the outside, but does that stop us from trying? No. So let's do a little brainstorm activity and feel free to write these down as I share them, as you may want to refer back to them in due course. Okay, so I want you to think about um, living your true self right? Being who you truly are, being who you want to be. So when it comes to living our true selves, what can we control? What can we control? Here's my top 10 things. Number one, our thoughts. Focusing on positive and inspiring thoughts that fuel us, right? We get to focus on our thoughts, what is happening in our mind, what is on repeat over and over and over again, and what volume is it on, right? Because you may have a mixture of thoughts, you may have positive, um, helpful and unhelpful thoughts, but what volume are the thoughts on? So we get to control our thoughts. Number two, our effort right? How much effort we put into whatever it is that we're doing. We get to control that effort. And it's almost like, um, you know, the energy that we're putting behind it. And again, that will come from our thoughts. So depending on what you're thinking, um, and let's say if it's helpful and positive and inspiring, then you're likely going to put in more effort and actually it's probably going to be quicker for you to get things done and like you're on fire and you're just feeling, um, you know, your vibe and, you know, it's all good and you put in good effort. So we have control of that. Number three, our actions and behaviours. And that's all about we get to control the choices we make, the decisions we take, um, what we say, what we don't say, what we do, what we don't do. Right? We get to control our actions all day, every day. Um, yes, we have to work within um, you know certain uh, boundaries or parameters or guidelines or processes, whatever it might be, but we have free will and we have a choice and that is in our control. From the small, you know, perhaps trivia things to the bigger life-changing things, those decisions are in our hands. Number four, we get to control how we speak to ourselves and how we speak to others right? We get to control how we speak to ourselves, right? The tone of voice, um, the, the kindness, the compassion that we express within and the love we give ourselves. And actually, when we do that, it, it just radiates to others. And so that is the place that 
um, we we speak from to others. So we get to control how we speak to ourselves. Number five, we get to control the goals we set, the goals we set for ourselves and the conditions and the caveats we make. So for example, you might have a a goal um, to, uh, certainly something I'm, I'm practicing at the moment is to do yoga every day. And so that's my goal and I get to do, and I, you know, decided that, but I also get to decide the caveats that I make. And the caveat for me is that I get to do it um, in the morning and it's a short, you know, 15 to 20 minute practice. And I do it before having to, to tackle anything else. And so that's the caveat or the condition that I've made with myself so that I make it easy for me to do versus leaving it you know, towards lunchtime or towards the end of the day. And then it's just harder for me to do. So we get to control the goals that we set. Number six, we get to focus. Uh, We get to control what we focus on and what we give our energy to. And this is um, the crux really of the, the practice in itself. Like we get to focus on what's in our control and give our energy to that versus focusing our energy on things we cannot control and just like releasing the reins on that. Um, So it's so important. We get to control that um, day in, day out about all the things. Number seven, we get to control how we respond versus react. But we get to control how we respond to situations, whether they are good and expected or not so good and unexpected. Either way, life is going to happen. Um, and I know it's challenging, but we get to respond. We That is in our control in terms of how we respond. Number eight, we get to control how we handle challenges and setbacks. And that kind of is in keeping with the previous one, but when we are faced with challenges and obstacles and um, a big one for some of my clients is, is failure and this idea of, of, yeah, failing, then we get to choose how we handle that and what we choose to think about that. And, you know, almost from a place of taking that as learning um, to grow and develop. So we get to control how we handle challenges and setbacks and obstacles, which we know are inevitable, like they are going to happen. Number nine, we get to control how much time we spend on what. (laughs) And uh, this is another one, right? Time's a big one for um, some of my clients. And it's a big one for me. I've done a lot of work on time management. And we are in control of our time, right? There is 24 hours a day for every single human being on this planet. Just 24 hours a day or a whole 24 hours a day. You get to decide how we spend that time, right? And what you do in that 24 
hours or let's just say 12 to 15 hours that we're awake we get to choose and decide what we commit ourselves to with the time that we have available that is on us right so is it time for self-care time for creativity time for um serving time for your work um time for some you know uh, nature time for social media, time for cooking, you know, time for family, resting, relaxation, like whatever it is, we get to decide how much time we spend on what. There is no concept of there is not enough time. Like literally, that is just a big fat, uninspiring thought. (laughs) Just an uninspiring thought. There is time for everything. You've just got to decide how much time you want to spend on what number 10 number 10 we get to control and notice our feelings right noticing our feelings is in our control only we know how we feel only we know what's going on in our body the sensations the vibrations the frequency the energy that is happening in our body and it is happening all the time we are in control of what is happening in our body and the feelings that we are feeling and we are in control of processing them right and this is a big one in terms of holding on to um, emotions from the past and um, and actually emotions related to the future things in terms of worry and so we are in control of how we feel and we are in control of processing how we feel and this is something I teach in um, Be The Energy, my coaching program so it is a biggie but for now just know that you are in control of um, noticing your feelings and being able to process them that is in your control okay (laughs) so that is my um, 10 things that we can control so all those things go into the circle inside the circle so what's outside of our control Here's my top 10 things. Number one, the past. The past, what has happened, all the experiences, all the stories, all the good things, all the bad things, all the highs and lows that life has brought us to this point. That is outside of our control. What's done is done, right? We are here in the present moment and really that is all we have this moment right here right you are here with me we have this moment here we cannot control what happened in the past and secondly number two the future we cannot control the future we can influence for sure right we can influence for sure but we cannot control the future we cannot um make something happen um, and and yeah, control the future from the present. We are here in the present moment. Number three, what's outside of our control is other people's actions and behaviours. 
right? What other people do and don't do, how they behave um, that that you like or how they behave that you dislike is outside of a control, right? Their business is their business and not our business. <laughs> and the same is for number four. Number four, what's outside of our control is other people's thoughts and opinions, right? What they think about me, about you, does not matter. We cannot control it. We cannot control it. Like like I said, like we can influence it and we can have a discussion about it. And we can have a dialogue about it and a conversation. But we cannot control what they think of us. And actually, it doesn't even matter. Like this is one of my biggest work um, inner work areas that I did when I first left corporate was undoing this whole idea of what will people think of me. Number five, what's outside of our control is other people's decisions, right? And these are all kind of related in in some way, but we cannot control other people's decisions. People make decisions day in, day out, and that is their decision to make. And that's on them, right? So we we can't control that. (laughs) Number six, how others show up how others show up. So, you know, in terms of how they show up in their energy, how they show up in terms of what they wear and how they how they um, portray themselves and how they position themselves, we cannot control that. You know, that is coming from their own belief system and their own thoughts and feelings. We cannot control how they show up. Um, and an example of, of this is is so cold at the moment. And um, for whatever reason, my kiddos do not want to wear a hat and and um, gloves and scarf. Like, it's just, they just don't want to do it. And I keep trying to help them see that it's a good thing. But, like, they just don't want to do it. They just don't want to do it. And it's almost like I've just released the reins. I have tried to influence and so far it's not working, but let's see (laughs) if I can come up with something different, certainly from um, recording this podcast. But, um, you know, it's outside of my control how they show up and the decisions that they make. Number seven, What's outside of a control is the outcome of our efforts. And um, I learned this concept from the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita. And it's very much the teaching is around being attached to the outcome and unattached to the fruits of the outcome, the fruits of the actions. And that's what this is about. It's like the outcome of our efforts, the outcome of the actions that we take is is not in our control. And so by trying to control it, we're actually forcing a an outcome which perhaps is not for us. And actually there may even be something bigger and better for us. And so actually it's outside of our control, right? The outcome of our efforts, it's outside of our control and we're better off being from a place of allowing 
whatever outcome unfolds, right? And being open to receiving. Number eight, what's happening around us, right? Is outside of our control, right? External circumstances in our day-to-day lives and the world at large, right? What's happening around us is outside of our control. Whatever's meant to be is meant to be. I'm a strong believer of that. Whatever's happening is happening for a good reason, but it's not in our control, right? And we just have to learn to navigate through some of those external circumstances, um, especially when they're harsh and not pleasant. And I know there's a lot of that going on around here, but equally there are so many good things that are happening in the world too. Um, And number nine, this is a bit related, but it's like life's events. Um, And this is probably some of the, the, the bigger things in life. You know, we cannot control life's events. And, um, you know, sometimes that's about what, you know, getting sick, for example, it it just happens, you know, we cannot control, we can certainly do all the things and practice wellness and health and take care of ourselves and eat well and rest and sleep and, you know, nourish ourselves to keep well. But life will happen. And, you know, Unfortunately, none of us are immune to getting sick and dealing with a life event, whatever that might be. Number 10, um, what's outside of our control is nature. <laughs> nature, the weather, you know, the birds, the the trees, the animals, the, the things, you know, like they are there. Now, again, like we get to take care of nature and we get to look after it and help it grow and develop but what is happening is outside of our control like when it rains it rains when um when it's sunny it's sunny when the sun comes up the sun comes up when the moon comes up the moon comes up like we can't control that right it's just something that happens (laughs) so that's my little list of my top 10 things of things that are outside of our control so what are your thoughts Have you got other things that you'd add um, or things that didn't quite resonate or things that really did resonate? Feel free to make it your own and be specific in relation to um, the situation that you're seeking clarity on. Like we've just done a big picture here, really in terms of what's in your control, what's outside of your control, in terms of living your true self. But like you could do it on a specific scenario or situation that you're facing um, and certainly that you, as I say, you want to seek clarity on. Um, I'm doing a a launch that's coming up and um, this is an, an exercise that I absolutely did, which is what is inside of my control in terms of the launch of my coaching program and what is outside of my control. And unsurprisingly, um, a lot of what we've just shared featured. And so it really helps me focus on the things that I can control and um, really put my time, energy and attention on that, which keeps me in a place of confidence and belief versus going down a rabbit hole and trying to control things that are totally outside my control. And then, yeah, as I say, finding myself in a rabbit hole. 
So this is something we delve into inside Be The Energy, which is my coaching program. However, we go into how to control the things you can and how to gracefully accept the things you can't. And it's about empowering you with the skills to navigate the balance between influence and acceptance and you know like fostering a sense of self-mastery and resilience in the face of life's twists and turns and ups and downs and complexities. So my key message which I'm sure has landed with you, focus your energy on the things you can control and accept what you can't control. And for the things you can't control, practicing acceptance is a really helpful way to manage the difficulty, right? Just knowing and identifying what is out of our control can help to bring more acceptance and less frustration to perhaps already um, difficult and frustrating situations. So focus your energies on the things you can do to shape your day-to-day and your future lives by controlling what you can and accepting what you can't change or can't control. And remember, your thoughts do control our actions, right? Our thoughts do control our actions. So focusing on what we can control will trigger more positive emotions, right? That aligning the mind and the body um, and then taking action can really make such a huge difference in terms of um, your energy behind what you're doing. And also for the things in our control, I sometimes ask myself, what matters most to me, right? And then focus what I can do about it, not what I can't, right? Do you see the difference? So um, for things in my control, I sometimes ask myself, what matters most to me? So again, in terms of my launch, I'm, I, I ask myself that question and then I focus what I can do about it and not what I can't. So again, you're staying in control and then I brainstorm the choices I have and then take inspired action on them. So be intentional in how you spend your energy. Don't waste energy on unhelpful, negative uninspiring things and stuff that is outside of your control. Like there is just no upside to that. Make a list or draw a circle of what's in your control and what's out of your control. And by writing this down, it makes it really clear in our mind and helps to stop um, rumination and fixation and um, as I say yeah going down this rabbit hole versus just staying focused on the things that is in our control and what we what we want and what matters 
And it also gives us a, like a feeling of, um, as I say, empowerment and clarity rather than staying stuck. So if you find yourself either down a rabbit hole or you're stuck, it might be that you are focusing on something outside of your control or haven't got the clarity around what is in your control. And so this is the simple practice, yet it's a super helpful concept and it has been a life changer a life changer it has been a game changer and a life saver for me both personally and professionally and as I say I use it with my clients in coaching and it's definitely um, something that features inside my program because it is so so helpful um so my dear friend <laughs> We have more control than we think. We have more control than we think. And we get to focus on the things that we can control and direct our time, energy, and attention to areas where we hold the reins, right? Areas where we are in charge. So I encourage you to grab a pen and paper, start drawing the circles if you haven't done already, and ensure you control your controllables. Um, identify what's within your control and equally important, acknowledge what's not and embrace the empowering shift that comes for focusing on what you can influence and seriously, just watch how it transforms your energy and your journey towards living your true self and showing up in your energy. When you do this one practice, like, please tell me, how you feel, right? Send me a DM, send me a message, send me an email, find me on social media social media, and tell me, like if you've done this practice with me here and now, tell me how it feels, tell me your thoughts. And if you, if you do it specifically for something in due course, then please do it. And again, come back and share it with me because it would mean the world to me to just hear that this has helped you and to hear the difference that it's made for you. So I'm super grateful for you being here. I will see you here again next week. Until then, keep shining your light and may you always live your true self. Namaste. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Live Your True Self podcast. I'd be super grateful for your support by leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Share what you love about the show and by doing so, you'll help others discover it too. And if you're ready to finally overcome self-doubt and boost your confidence in this next chapter of growth, my free training, Three Simple Steps to Smash Self-Doubt in 30 minutes or less is just what you need go to www.namishapatelowen.com right now, click the link and you'll receive the video training straight to your inbox. No more settling on what you really want, no focusing on what you don't know, no second guessing yourself anymore. Take the class and tap into your energy right away.